Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, thank you. Hey, good morning, everyone. Okay, there we go. We got to make the we got to make the sound for at least like two or three times your person. So, um, hey, so grateful to be back together this morning. And um, I know on a on a Wednesday and a day that we typically don't meet in this space, but since we're coming off of celebrating Holy Week and being away for a little extended weekend and celebrating Easter weekend and having Monday off, that's why we're in here today. Uh, along with several other alternative chapels that are happening around campus. So um, for those of you that are here, grateful that you're here. Those of you that are watching virtually and participating online, we're grateful for you. And um, I have three announcements, all right? So you ready for this? So number one, number one is this. Um, uh, tomorrow, uh, one of the, the, uh, the alternative chapels that are happening that happens every other week, uh, sponsored by our Worship Arts Collective, is going to be a worship discussions. And so um, that is tomorrow, uh, Thursday, April 8th, in the carousel. Um, and so again, 9.55 to 10.35. Um, but we're looking, they're going to be looking at this discussion of how Jesus worshipped. How did Jesus worship the Father? And, and how we can model that, how we can enter into that same type of worship. Um, and so this will be a great discussion, a great way to participate. And again, that's open for everyone. So, all right, that's, that's announcement number one. Ready? Number two. Number two, um, there's going to be an event that uh, the club Unite for More is sponsoring. This is the second time going around, and the slide will come up called Wake Up and Pray, another 24-hour time period of commitment to prayer from 8.30 p.m. this Friday to 8.30 p.m. on Saturday. So April 9th and 10th, it's going to be up in uh, the Student Center uh, SC390, SC390. And, uh, and again, this entire 24-hour period of prayer, uh, praying over our campus, praying over our community, praying over our city, um, and the, the ongoing trial that's, that's taking place, um, the trauma that, that, is, that is, again, running rampant in so many different communities around our uh, nation, and there'll be uh, times of just silence, times of scripture reading, times of worship. And uh, we want to encourage you on our Instagram, on the, on the chapel Instagram, uh, you can sign up for a slot uh, to let us know that you're coming. And, and so uh, check that out. Uh, spread the word. Bring a friend. Uh, last time this happened, I got to participate via Zoom from 1 to 4 a.m. So that was fun to wake up and do that. So if you want to, for those of you, your, your night owls, um, this is a time to wake up. Maybe you wake up in the middle of the night, can't sleep. Hey, head over to the student center classroom and pray. Um, and so it'll be incredible to see what God will do uh, in and through uh, this time. And then lastly, I don't have a slide for this, but lastly, right before uh, you headed, went into break, uh, Easter break this last week, and you would have received an email about the week of prayer and service, which is happening three weeks from, t- excuse me, three weeks from, uh, actually two weeks from tomorrow, is the day of prayer and service, April 22nd, and uh, a whole host of different opportunities for us to pray and serve together. And so um, I want to encourage you to check that out, sign, that's all, all the information's on the rock, you're going to see it up over campus as well, and uh, I encourage you to take advantage of this day as not just about a week or a day, but a way that we can leverage this week in a day to help cultivate a lifestyle of prayer and service. And one of the opportunities that I really want to encourage you to participate in is we're going to be hosting in the afternoon both a prayer walk here on campus and a prayer walk canvassing the neighborhood that surround the neighborhoods that surround our camp our campus. So roughly around 350 different residents. So I want to encourage you uh, to check that out and to sign up for that. Uh, 
uh, those opportunities with a roommate, with a team, with your hall, um, and then with a number of other opportunities um, that we could do a Union Gospel Mission item drive that will be taking place, um, neighborhood uh, yard work for our residents that, that we're able to serve. You can do a phone call with a resident at Eagle Crest. We did that last year, and that was just an absolute blast and so well received. And so a lot of opportunities um, to, to engage in, so I want to encourage you to check that out. All right, as we um, move into a time of worship through singing and celebrating uh, the Lord today, uh, we're excited about this week after Easter. We call last week Holy Week, but really all of our lives is to be, is to be marked by holiness, right? And one of the things that Jesus did in his first week in his resurrected body, as he hung out with his disciples, as he showed himself by many proofs, is he was about restoring relationships. And you think of how he restored Peter. You think of how he restored Thomas. You think of how he, he was bringing reconciliation and how um, because he rose from the dead, not only can we be united to him, but we can also be united to one another. And this morning we're going to hear a, um, uh, a student testimony, time of sharing from, from uh, a sophomore psychology major, uh, uh, Hannah Lakeson. And uh, she uh, just has an, an awesome word to share uh, about how she's experienced the resurrecting power of Christ in her relationships and, and how you can be, inv- be invited into experiencing that yourself. And so really excited for that. And um, so we're going to sing. She's going to share. We'll keep singing and celebrating. Um, and I want to invite you, if you would, would you stand with me as we prepare uh, to sing and to celebrate through music? So Father in heaven, just like Jesus so often would just almost spontaneously kind of erupt into a time of worship and celebrating and, and having, expressing a joy and a gratitude to you as his heavenly father, I thank you that we can enter into that as well. And I pray that we would do that now, that if, as we look back over the reality of this last weekend and last week and all of what it signifies, but Lord, how we can move forward with a holiness and a true wholeness of walking in abundant life. Help us to enter into that, to be fully attentive and present to your presence in our midst. And I pray that Spirit of the living God, as we just prayed a few moments ago before we began, that you would work afresh in each one of our hearts today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hello, how's it going? I'm so excited to be up here this morning, you guys. Um, The Lord has done some amazing things in my life, and I would say my testimony isn't a bunch of bad stuff that's happened to me, but it's more um, a lot of mistakes that I've made, and um, the Lord making me into something new and giving me something new. John 15, I'm just going to read a portion of it to you guys. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches." If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. So I have two stories that I'm gonna share with you guys this morning, and they they really just show those words to be true. So 
Here's the first story. I was raised in a Christian home. And um, although I was raised in a Christian home, my faith didn't really get real until I was 11 and my parents got a divorce. Um, and I was shocked because they didn't really fight in front of us and um, it just was super unexpected. And I always thought like, oh, those other families, they're the divorced families. But like my family, we're all great. We're, you know, loving and everything. So that'll never happen to us. Um, but then it did. And uh, I was heartbroken. I was just crushed. But I think even more than that, I was really angry. And I was angry at the Lord. And I would ask him, like, Lord, if you were going to allow us to feel pain, then why would you even create us? And if you were going to allow us to choose against you, then why would you even create us in the first place? Like, would a loving God do that? And I was just wrestling with those questions. But the Lord showed me who he was, not despite the pain, but through the pain. That he is the God that sits with us as we hurt and as these hard things are going on. That he is the God of love, even when I'm angry at him. And so he was just softening my heart towards him. Um, but that doesn't mean I was completely changed at that point because I had so much anger towards my mom. And guys, it was bad. Um, we would get into fights and I would just yell at her. And I would call my dad in the middle of the night and just beg him to come pick me up because I just couldn't be around her. Yeah, it was bad. And I would say that I actually like hated her. Um, but as the Lord was softening my heart, I realized, like, I can't keep treating her this way. And I can't, if the Lord has shown me so much love while I was angry at him, like, I can't treat her this way. But even though I realized that, doesn't mean that I could change. Like, I was, I was torn, I was struggling so much because I wanted to love her so much, but I couldn't. I just couldn't. Like, there was so much anger. And it took months, you guys. It took months of praying and just being before the Lord and talking with the Lord and um, just asking him to change me and just telling him what I really wanted. And he answered. He gave me a new heart towards my mom. He gave me love for my mom that I didn't have. And that is the biggest thing that the Lord has done in my life is actually given me love that I didn't have and forgiveness that I didn't have. And to this day, we just have the best relationship. And it's all because of the Lord. I don't have a moment where I remember choosing the Lord or remember like even receiving the Spirit, but I remember how he changed me and how he walked with me, um, even when I was, even when I actually hated someone. So that's my first story. The second story, um, I would say is a little bit more like, funny in a way, but we'll see what you guys think. So, and actually it happened um, really recently. It was only a year ago. And it, like this, it just rocked me to my core. So I have this best friend and um, I was, it was a year ago in the summer and I was like, I'm gonna drive out to see her. And so it was like a nine hour drive. I'm driving out there and I'm like, this is gonna be the best week of my life. 
it was one of the hardest weeks of my life. Because me and her, we were the kind of friends that really shouldn't be friends. Because um, you know they say like opposites attract, but I don't think that's true. I don't really think opposites attract. I think sometimes the Lord will smash two opposites together for the purpose of sanctification, and that's me and her. We, should, we really shouldn't be friends because we're so different. She is one of the strongest people I know, and she um, just has this amazing resilience, and she has really, really thick skin. She can take anything, um, and she'll keep going, and she will be strong all the way through it. And I am like the complete opposite, because my skin is like a tissue paper, like whatever you say, like goes straight to my heart. Um, and so those two things don't really go together well. So I'm with her for a whole week. Like in her life, she's showing me, um, I like go to work with her and she's showing me how to do everything. And throughout the whole week, I just get like super angry at her because I feel like she's like telling me how to do things and I feel like I'm not doing them right. So I just get super angry. And you can literally like feel the tension between us rising. Like it's really bad, you guys. And it all like culminated at this one day when she's trying to teach me how to ride a horse and um, you know I walk into it being like I'm gonna be this amazing rider like I'm gonna get up on that thing and we're just gonna go and you know I want to be so great at this and I was not um, and you know I don't want to blame it all on the horse but like this horse was like one of the most stubborn animals I have ever seen because I was like trying to like get it to go this way and that way and it just would not listen and it kept like looking back at me like what are you doing? And the whole time Emma was like trying to like tell me how to do it and I just got super mad. And also my pride was just on fire because I wasn't good at it and I, I just like literally couldn't do it and she was telling me how to do it and it was horrible. And so we rode back in complete silence and that night as I was going to bed, I remember thinking, I understand why my parents got a divorce because the way that I feel right now because I'm so mad at her that I just want to walk away and never see her again and she's one of my best friends like how could I how could I feel that and I felt like I had failed her but I I just I couldn't I feel like I couldn't stay I like didn't have what it took to forgive her and to stay um, and that's not the worst part. There's a little bit left to this story. She actually came back with me. I don't know how we survived that nine-hour drive. Honestly, I don't. But we got back to the cities because um, she was going to visit a, a mutual friend of ours. And it was really late at night. And at the same time, my dad happened to be selling his house. I shouldn't have been, even been on that trip in the first place. I should have been helping him move. But I was so stressed out, and I didn't know what to do, and I just... I looked at her and I said, can I just like drop you off at a gas station quick so I can go help my dad move because I don't want you to be there. I said that to her. And I realized later that the hurt that I had been feeling that whole week, I caused her in a single moment. And she actually um, was kind enough to tell that to me. Um, only the best friends will tell that to you. Um, but it took months, again months, for us to repair our relationship. Um, and it was only through my times with the Lord that he showed me how hurtful I had really been. Um, and also, my times with the Lord that he softened my heart towards my friend 
and the ways that she had hurt me. Um, in both of those stories, I completely failed um, the people that I loved. And I did things that are truly not okay to do, that should not be forgivable, and yet the Lord forgave me in the middle of my anger and hatred. And um, John 15, it says, apart from me, you can do nothing. But it says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And that's a promise because I've seen that over and over again in my life. That when I am living my life with the Lord, that he changes me completely and gives me love that I don't have for people because later on in John 15 it says that the Lord's command is for us to love each other like that's that's what he says his command is for us like out of all the things he could have said his command is for us to love each other and he says greater love has none than this that he lay down his life for his friends and that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us like that is the greatest um, example of love, the greatest embodiment of love that could ever exist. And I am so far from that in my life because most of the time I'm thinking about myself, like as I go about my day, I'm thinking about myself most of the time. And that's so far from what the Lord says that love is, that I would be daily actually giving my life up for other people. And so it's like, how are we supposed to do that? It's Earlier in John 15, abide in me and I in you, and you will bear much fruit. So I just want us to think about if there's any relationships in our lives um, that we have been holding back from God's presence, holding back from his forgiveness, any relationships that we um, really see our pride come up in. Because it, it's there, guys. It's, our pride is... Um, it gets in the way of relationships between us and God. Um, and also, I want us to look at our relationship with God because that's where it all starts. Um, it starts in those secret place times with him where we just come before him and like give him our heart, give him the worst parts of our heart, and then say, like, I want you, Lord. I want you to change me. I don't want this pride anymore. And when we do that, when we spend those moments with him every single day, because that's what it is to have a relationship with someone, he will change us to look like Christ. Pray with me, please. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you so much that not only did you tell us your command in John 15 to love each other, but before you even said that, you had a plan to do that. You didn't just tell us to do it. You did that. You laid your life down for us, Jesus Christ. How could you do that, Lord? Lord, how could you do that? But we just praise you this morning for your great love, that it's not like our love. We praise you, Lord. And we want to love like you do, Lord Jesus. We really do, but we can't. So Jesus Christ, in every single one of us this morning, I pray that you would give us your love and that you would abide in us as we abide in you, Lord, that you would actually give us new desires, Lord Jesus.
desires to spend time with you, desires to just give you our heart and actually hope for our relationships, that we will fail people, Lord, but that our hope is in you. Our hope is in you, Lord Jesus. And we just praise you that that even can be true, Lord Jesus. We want to glorify you today in the way that we love people. So just be close, Lord, and help us be close to you. And we just love you, Lord. We just love you. Amen.